Welcome to Women on the Line, one of Community Radio's National Women's Current Affairs programs, produced at 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. I'm your host, Hope Matumbu. Women on the Line acknowledges this program is produced and presented on the sovereign lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We acknowledge elders past, present and becoming, as well as the owners of the land you are hearing us from. Built on the stolen land of the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunwurrung people of the Kulin Nation in 1911, Footscray Park has been an important part of Melbourne's western suburbs community for over 100 years. But now, it may be under threat, with Melbourne Victory, the Maribyrnong Council and Victoria University in discussion around plans to build a large soccer complex on the grounds of Footscray Park. On this show, you'll hear from Gemma Caffarella, one of the co-chairs from the Safe Footscray Park group. You'll also hear from Ella and Maddie, two residents from Footscray. First up, let's hear from Gemma. Hi, my name's Gemma Caffarella and I'm one of the co-chairs of the Save Footscray Park group. We're a group of people who are fighting to save our local park in Footscray. I mean, Footscray Park is an amazing um, park and botanic gardens in Footscray. It's a really large and beautiful and rare piece of open green space, um, you know, in the context of an area that's undergoing rapid gentrification uh, and development and is just getting more and more crowded. Um, and the reason that I love it and the reason that our community loves it is that, um, you know, I think it's a real um, it's a real image of what Footscray is all about. Like our whole big diverse community uses it in a whole different range of ways. There's people down there doing, you know, like Ethiopian New Year celebrations get held down there, fireworks um, on New Year's Eve. Um, people are down there playing soccer and rugby and cricket and, you know, walking their dogs and, um, you know, it's a really amazing space for people to come together. Um, but it's currently under threat. A large piece of the park um, is going to be, if, if our council and Melbourne Victory get their way, um, handed over to Melbourne Victory Football Club to start a private soccer academy. And that's what our community is really trying to stop. Mm. And when were these plans announced by the council um, and what has been their reaction in terms of the community who is maybe voicing their concerns about this plan? So, I mean, one thing to note is that it's been going on for about four years behind closed doors. So council has been negotiating in secret with Melbourne Victory without going to the community, which is really disappointing. Um, and it got announced earlier this year. So they held, I mean, basically they've held a few different um, types of consultation. They've all been really botched um, in terms of, you know, council didn't really do a good job of notifying people. And that's been one of the main things that our campaign has aimed and has aimed to do and has successfully done. We've been, you know, we've got a small army of volunteers who are photocopying leaflets and going out and holding stalls in our local mall um, doing letterbox drops and the like, um, just to make people aware because it's such an important and significant community asset and it just seems really not good enough that people haven't been even told about it. So that's been one of the first things that we've been doing. Um, and to be honest, Hope, our council has been really hostile to our involvement. It's been really disappointing, basically. All of the councillors except one independent 
council and me and McGregor are in support of it. Um, and, you know, if we hadn't been involved, it would have just sailed through. So what we've managed to do so far is delay the process. Mm. Um, so, you know, they had to kind of slow it all down. It was just, you know, it was on, a, on, on track to just all go through as a matter of course. And, you know, we kind of forced the issue to, to slow down. Um, council did some consultation which showed that 60% or 59% of people who um, were locals, who had local addresses on submissions, um, opposed the development. Um, and I would say that as a result of that, council agreed to vote no to the proposal, but now they've put in place another um, process, which is they, they're electing this community advisory panel um, which is largely stacked with organisations who have formal and financial links with Melbourne Victory, mm. um, and they will reconsider the same proposal, which just seems really odd. So council kind of have to admit that locals don't want it, but they're still putting things in place to rubber stamp it. Yeah, and you know, um, I, I'm 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 a you know West Footscray local, so 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 just by the side. And what I've heard from from a few people informally is that you can we can still say Footscray Park, and there's other alternatives for Melbourne Victory and for this um, sporting thing to coexist because the West is also known for its you know um, you know we've got our big oval there you know. You know, sports is really important in the West as well. So do you mind talking a little bit about alternative proposals to make both things happen? So, I mean, the first thing to say is that 100% our group is supportive of Melbourne Victory starting there. And, you know, we have to say private soccer academy. It's not a public facility oh. um, in the West. Um you know, we would love to see that kind of thing be built in the West, but we think there's a little bit of classism involved in the notion that Footscray can't have both a park and an academy. Mm-hmm. Um, we say that, of course, we can have both, that Melbourne Victory are a $40 million company, um, and, you know, the general expectation is that companies need to um, buy or lease land to run private facilities. Um, and there's a lot of different options in terms of land that wouldn't see beloved parkland disappear. So there's, I don't know if you know, Hope, but there's, you know, that there's a huge area um, down behind the High Point Shopping Centre that's the old Maribyrnong defence site. Mm. Um, and that's all land that's earmarked for a new development. Um, and so we've been, we've, we're trying to encourage them to look at there's a piece, you know, there's a piece of already kind of repatriated land in there. Um, so we're trying to encourage them to look there. There's some options um, around, you know, there's the big um, MacIver Reserve area with the, the hockey club, you know, and we're saying, you know, there's a big piece of industrial land um, with a permit that just lapsed there in the old Bradmill site. So we're saying, you know, that's another um, area. You know, I just think, like, the West is full of um, land that's increasingly disused as industrial space, and that's exactly the kind of stuff that we say will... You know, if we're looking at, you know, I mean, we've got to acknowledge that we're in a climate emergency um, and we want to see more green spaces, not, you know, and if you were turning old industrial land into a sports facility, that seems like a really great thing. Um, You know, whereas this proposal would see one of our very rare pieces of green space, keeping in mind that the city of Maribyrnong has one of the lowest rates of green space in in the state mm. um, turned into a private facility full of, you know, advertising and scoreboards and the like. So, yeah, we, we're saying that there's a lot of other options that should be investigated before 
Footscray Park. Women on the line. Yeah, and you know what, I, Gemma, and my politics is going to jump out here, but um, yeah. I, I absolutely agree with you in terms of, you know, where I live in West Footscray was about 200 meters from that factory fire that happened. So when you talk about unused industrial space, I also think about unused industrial space that's pretty much just waiting to catch fire because there's also some maybe illegal or unpleasant things that are happening in those spaces, spaces that need to be cleaned up, spaces that are a threat to our very little green um green and natural spaces. So now, you know, the whole thing that's happened with Stony Creek. So from my perspective as a resident there, it would be killing two birds with one stone, um, you know, cleaning up um, and, and revitalizing unused in, unused industrial uh, spaces, putting an audit on them. And then Melbourne Victory also, you know, as a private company, like you say, which which I didn't know, being able to negotiate with those guys and, and, and you know, they can go on ahead and, and do their plans with the money that they have and and we knock those uh, two birds out so I, I mean I love that idea yeah and and exactly hope and you know the other thing is that they've got 10 million dollars of state government money guaranteed to them to do this um, proposal and the state government have been really honest with us we've met with um, members of the you know relevant department and they've said to us it's been very clear that that $10 million is not linked to the Footscray Park site, that they would allow Melbourne Victory to put that $10 million towards a facility, um, no, you know, no matter where the location was. So, you know, they're not. it's not even just like they have to use their own money. They've got a huge piece of public money to use for this. And, yeah, we want to see something that's a little bit more... Um, creative and um, optimistic for the people of the West. You know, like I just think this notion that we, we're we not good enough to have both a park and an academy is, you know, I find it really disappointing as a person of the West, you know, and I just hope that we can come to a, a position where, you know, everyone in our community is happy. And, and that's what we're really pushing for. Like we see that there is a solution that will make everybody happy. Mm. Meanwhile, if, you know, we're seeing all this rampant, rampant, rampant development in the West, like our our population in Footscray is set to go from, I think, and don't quote me on this, but I think it's 17,000 to 47,000 or something um, in the next couple of decades. And, you know, what's the one thing that you can't recreate? It's mm. a park, you know, like... Yeah. I think it's the the one thing, type of thing that we really should be pushing to save. And, you know, especially because the entire community can use it at the moment. It's free, it's available, it's open. You can be poor, you can be rich, you know, you can be from any background. Um, you know, I just think it's really, really important that we have these facilities for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Just quickly, uh, before we let you go, um, can you please, for our listeners, tell us where people can go if they would like to uh, save Footscray Park? So we have a website, which is savefootscraypark.com, um, which we update fairly regularly for more, um, you know, up-to-date kind of um, updates. You know, we'd also encourage people to follow along on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash save Footscray Park. Um, you know, that's where I guess the kind of, you know, the more regular stuff happens. But yeah, this, the website also has all the key updates as well. And, you know, I would encourage people from the West to get involved. There's a really lovely group of locals. We are always welcomed. You know, we're always welcoming new people. We try to make it as 
accessible as possible. So if people have accessibility requirements that would, um, you know, make it more possible for them to join in our meetings or the like, I would encourage them to, to let me know. Um, you know, via the Facebook page and, you know, we would also encourage people from outside the West to get involved because, um, you know, this, this at the moment is a Western suburbs issue, but it just sets such an awful precedent for the treatment of public land and park space in, in Melbourne that we think that people from outside our area should really be um, keeping an eye on this issue. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and look, at, at the time that we're speaking, led by by primarily by young people but this week you know the extinction rebellion protests all over the country um you know land and land rights and land justice is is all um interconnected right right across australia um and by taking a stand to save footscray park is just one of the small tangible things that i think that that we can do but also bear in mind that ongoing solidarity with land all across our our precious country, the land, the waterways, um, we really need to to start thinking about that and taking that seriously. And I think this week of protests all over the country has really shown that. Yeah. And and I should just add hope that I want to acknowledge that the parkland that we're we're fighting about is Wurundjeri country. Mm. Um, you know, and to say that, you know, I would love to see um, more indigenous management of these kind of pieces of land and you know, if anyone's got connections to, um, you know, the Wurundjeri um, people or people who have had connection with that land in the past, also please reach out, um, you know, because, you know, we, we want to have those people involved in our campaign as much as we possibly can. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us for 3CR's Women on the Line, Gemma. Thank you so much for having me, Hope. Thank you. Women's on the line. <laughs> oh, that was... Women on the line. Women on the line. on community radio around australia you're listening to women on the line you were just listening to Gemma caffarella one of the co-chairs from the safe footscrake park group I was speaking with Gemma about grassroots action to try and save parts of Footscray Park in the western suburbs of Melbourne from being redeveloped into a large soccer complex. Next up, let's hear from two residents living in Footscray, Ella and Maddie. Hi, my name's Ella. I'm 23 and I'm a old resident of Footscray. I was born and raised here. I've lived here in the whole in one house my whole life. Um, and I frequently use Footscray Park as a dog walking area. I go there probably every day and I have for the last at least two years. But I also grew up spending time in nature down in Footscray Park. Well, Footscray is my home. Like, it's it's where I was raised. It's where I learned everything that I know. And, you know, it's always been a very multicultural place and it's obviously developing quite quickly. It's getting gentrified. I don't think we're losing our multiculturalism, but... I think it's starting to lose its old edge, which is some of the things that everyone loves about it. And I just think that the community aspect of living in Footscray is a beautiful thing. Like, I've never had any problems with anyone. Everyone is always willing to help, and I just, I love it. There's a lot of um, barbecues and, like, kids' parties that happen down there, and, you know, everyone's in close proximity to each other, and everyone uses the space together, and I think it's, I think it's great. Mm. 
And um, in terms of other green spaces in the West, there's not really a lot left, is there? No, there isn't. I'm like along the river. There's green spaces, but they have already been turned into things like what is planned for Footscray Park, such as golf courses or soccer pitches, or you know, there's infrastructure put in place there. So there's not a lot of just green space left. The only other little place is. Mules Paddock a little bit further down the river, which is like a rehabilitated wetland. Mm. But in terms of like open green space where anyone can do whatever activity they want and there's no restrictions put in by infrastructure, there's not really that much left. Mm. How did you find out about the council's plans for Footscray Park and what was your reaction to that? Um, I got a little poster from the council in my letterbox. They just popped it around and they were like, this is what we're doing to the park. Um, And I was like, oh, well, I don't like it. (laughs) Pretty much. I was just like, I think that the council should have consulted the community first because I had no input. I didn't even know that they were making a plan to change the park until it popped up in my letterbox. Mm. And um, and now that that it has popped up in your letterbox, what has been the extent to which you and your family or friends are, are following this issue? Um, we're following it pretty closely. So um, we initially, they said that you would be able to get feedback on the bottom of this, give feedback, sorry, um, on the bottom of this poster. So we went and did that. Um, and then all of this free Footscray Park stuff that's been happening has been popped up there's posters all around Footscray they come in your letterbox all the time and there's been people who come around and there's someone came around with all these studies um talking about green spaces in Melbourne and how like why they're important and how the west didn't have much so kind of been following what people have been saying and then we submitted um everyone in my family made a submission to the council about um what we thought of the Footscray Park Master Plan, which is what they're calling it. Um, And that was like the deadline got extended because there was so much pushback and so many people had their opinions. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all we've been able to do Mm. so far, just make a submission and talk to other people in the community about how they feel. Mm. And um, what would you like to see as a a potential solution for for this issue? Obviously, I'm not. I'm not happy with Melbourne Victory putting infrastructure and building three soccer pitches on the Footscray Park land. However, I'm not. I don't disagree that um, it needs to be more utilised. But I just think it could be done in a way that um, provides for more people of the community, because this is only going to provide for people who want to join that soccer club and play for them mm. and pay their fees. So I would like to see like an improvement in soil quality and it's a, it's a big floodplain. So I think, you know, I think it's not kind of risky anyway to build a stadium on an area that floods within a week when it's in the middle of winter. Um, so I, I personally would just like to see more trees and more like nat- more of a natural landscape. And I think you could use that as a platform for education for either like primary schools or... Even you could build a community garden down there and get aged care um, involved and get people to go out on excursions and involve people in nature and use that as a platform to improve physical and mental health. Mm. I just think that 
the natural it could be rehabilitated in Footscray Park and the Newell's Paddock initiative down a little bit further down the river has a community group called Friends of Newell's Paddock that supports it and does tree planting and weeding days and it gets the community involved in nature and protecting the environment and I think it's a good platform for education and I think doing that in Footscray Park would be a great initiative I think everyone would be more involved and people would want to protect the park and spend time in the park because they've invested time there and I just think that would be one of the best ways to improve community engagement in the area. Well, that's great, Ella. Thank you so much for uh, speaking with us uh, on Women on the Line. No worries. Thank yeah. you for having me. Thank you. Women's on the Line. <laughs> oh, that was... Women on the Line. And quickly? Women on the Line. Women on the Line. <laughs> Hi, my name is Maddie, and I'm 25. I've lived in Footgrave for five issues now. Um, I think when I moved here, I was really looking for a place that had a sense of community and where it was easy to meet people who were like-minded or doing similar things to me, and I really found that here. Um, I've also really enjoyed getting to know the West. I'm not from Melbourne, so it was like also exploring all of the different little parts of the suburb and the surrounds. Um, and getting to know it really well. Well, Footscray Park's a place where I go to, like, have picnics with friends or um, go when I just need to get away from, the like, the concrete and the bustle. It's, like, down the road from my house, so I live really close to it. And it's, like, a green space that's just really accessible. Um, and I actually used to live in, like, other parts of Footscray, um, which have, like, almost no tree density. Um, so I really, really have appreciated having that accessible when you just want to go and get away from the concrete some days, particularly when it's hot in the suburb. Mm. And, you know, people have pointed out to the fact that um, that concrete, that concrete jungle is is increasing, you know. And so through the years, people have commented on, on the level of, of construction. And, and one of the things that you can't rebuild is, is, is parkland. Yeah, that's so true. And also, I think the fact that the park, as it stands currently, like is so old and so established. Um, like the those like large tree canopies aren't something that you can just as you said like knock down and get back in a few years. Mm. Like that's like a resource that people can tap into that's been built for this area for like decades. And and when did you first hear about the proposal from the government to um to to um you know they plan for giving part of the park to Melbourne Victory? I think that we first heard about it, we got a letter in the mail um, from the council because, as I said, we live like just up the road from that area. Um, but the first time that I heard about it um, outside of that letter was actually seeing the Safe Footscray Park posters and the campaign, um, seeing that around the suburb. I think that I was involved by sort of that, the Safe Footscray Park group who were really lovely, came to our house, um, showed us a petition and had a chat about what was going on there. And one of the things that they said on that day was that um, 
the consultation process had been super rushed, that residents' proposals to just change the plans um, hadn't really been adhered to by the council, but they'd already made their decision before even listening to anyone else's views, um, which was really disheartening as a resident and as somebody who uses that space so much. And um, what do you hope um, can be a good solution in terms of, of, of this whole issue? Well, I think that, I don't think there's necessarily something wrong with adding, like, sporting facilities to the area. However, like, I think that if it's going to be removing public utility and also privatising space that is now public, I don't think that's a suitable solution. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us for Women on the Line, Maddie. Thank you so much for for calling in. We've come to the end of my conversation with Ella and Maddie, two residents living in Footscray. Before that, I was speaking with Gemma Caffarella, one of the co-chairs from the Safe Footscray Park Group. All three guests have been discussing grassroots action to try and save parts of Footscray Park in the western suburbs of Melbourne from being redeveloped into a large soccer complex. And that's all for Women on the Line today. Women on the Line is a community radio national women's current affairs program. It's produced and presented by a range of women and non-gender conforming broadcasters from 3CR in Melbourne and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. We greatly appreciate financial support from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. We welcome your comments or thoughts on today's show. So send us an email to womanontheline at gmail.com or phone 3CR on 03 9419 Women on the Line programs can be downloaded from our website www.3cr.org.au forward slash women on the line. The theme music for Women on the Line is Slideshow at Free University by Le Tigre. I'm Hope Matumbu and I hope you can tune in again next time.